0: Jessica Anderson and John Kusher, two divorce lawyers podcasting about family law, relationships, and celebrity splits. You're listening to Love Court
1: Off the Record. All right, I'm Jessica Anderson and...
2: Oh, I'm John Kusher. How's everyone doing today?
1: (laughs) And we're here with our producer, Connie Ray. We are going to be telling you the story about Josh and Katie. Josh wrote in to us. um, He had a question, a legal question, which um, we addressed in, in the legal brief in the last podcast. But now we're going to tell the story of Josh and Katie. So Josh and Katie met in college. There was an instant connection and they were very in love. They dated for four years. The year after they graduated from college, Josh asked Katie to marry him. He did so in front of her entire family at Christmas dinner. She was ecstatic and immediately wanted to start planning the wedding.
2: I think that's bad already, but go ahead. Okay.
1: (laughs) When Josh and Katie spoke about what kind of wedding they wanted. Josh told her that his preference was for a small, more intimate affair. Katie initially agreed, but after her mom got involved in the planning, things got out of control. Uh She treated the wedding planning like a full-time job, so this was in addition to her day job. And every weekend was spent with her mom, shopping wedding venues, and vendors. The guest list quickly grew to over 200 people. Josh accepted this because her parents said they would pay for the entire wedding. Two months prior to the wedding, Katie informed Josh that her parents had reached their wedding budget, their wedding max and that she and Josh would need to chip in for the flowers and the band. The remaining amount owed was almost $10,000. Josh was very upset, but not wanting to upset his new in-laws, he reluctantly gave Katie his credit card to cover the remaining amounts due to the vendors. Around the same time, Josh's friends had planned an awesome bachelor party in Las Vegas. The weekend that Katie asked him for the credit card, It was the same weekend he left for Las Vegas. He was feeling angry at Katie for not respecting his wishes regarding the wedding expenses. He was really upset that they were going to begin their marriage in debt. The party in Vegas- Get
2: used to that, Josh.
1: The party in Vegas (laughs) grew out of control very quickly. And he and his friends started hanging out with a group of girls from a bachelorette party. Everyone was drinking heavily, hanging out by the pool. One thing led to another, and Josh found himself alone with one of the girls. They started kissing, but he stopped himself before anything more serious happened. He felt horribly guilty, but after talking it over with his best friend, the best man, at his wedding, he made the decision not to tell Katie, since it was a harmless kiss and nothing more.
2: Wow, this is fantastic. Is this real? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes,
1: this is Josh. So Josh returned from the bachelor party feeling fully committed to his fiance. Everything was fine, but four days before the wedding, Katie got a call from her friend who happens to be the girlfriend of Josh's best man. Apparently, Josh's best man confided in his girlfriend regarding Josh's mishap in Vegas. Oh, what and a she, dick. Right, yeah. and she felt obligated to tell Katie four days before her wedding. What, a, Ooh. what an ass. Katie completely freaked out. She could not believe that Josh would stray. She cried. She told her parents. Her parents were angry at Josh. They called Josh's parents. Josh's parents were angry at him as well. He was in a bind, to say the least, and he begged Katie for forgiveness. He said he didn't know what he was doing. very drunk. It's not an excuse, but he was upset um, at her, and one thing led to another, and he really had no excuses. She said that she could forgive him, and they proceeded with the wedding. Because four days before the wedding, I mean, everything's paid for. Invitations have gone out. People are coming. Gifts have already been opened (laughs) and have gotten there. Thank you cards probably have already even gone out for the gifts that they already got. So, I mean, this wedding was going forward. Some of the guests, because of the way... Gossip Works and the Grapevine knew about the incident in in Vegas, and they knew this at the wedding. So at the wedding, it was really embarrassing for both Josh and Katie that people knew about this. After the wedding, Katie tried to forgive and forget, but the trust was completely gone. She felt betrayed and angry. And two weeks ago, she asked Josh for a divorce. And she also thinks that he should have to pay for the $10,000 of credit card debt that they incurred prior to the wedding. That's it. That's our story. What happened?
2: So just a broad question. When you have bachelor parties and bachelorette parties is there not like an implicit understanding that something may happen and that's the purpose of the bachelor um, bachelorette party that might happen and so no, you just kind of let it go and no, then, okay I no don't know. I don't right know. am i wrong i don't know
1: i do not think so i do not think that when you have a bachelor party if you are engaged to someone that it is like there's some unspoken rule that you can cheat on your fiance? No, I I'm
2: don't just. Know if it's asking. cheating, I'm here's just... the
0: deal. I can tell you my situation. With my cousin Stacy. Uh, we were brutal for her bachelor party, bachelorette party. Brutal. We made a large sign that she wore around her neck, and there was uh, things that she had to do on that list throughout the night. And we were evil. And one of the things that we said was that she needed to get a French kiss from oh no. A foreigner. Oh, <laughs> so we went into a bar. This is probably the, th- you know, third or fourth or fifth hour into it. Shot, shot, shots. And we got on the mic and said, hey, you know, she's only one thing left uh, to do. Oh my and this God. guy came up on stage and actually spoke French and kissed her on, on stage. Okay. French her. So, Frenched her right on stage. And we were, all of us were trash. We had a designated driver that was our good friend Howie who was driving us around. And... This was discovered after the wedding. It did get out that she did this. And her husband was livid. Yeah. Livid. I think... They I are still yourself. together, and they were able to work past it. But that first year in their marriage, Shane had a lot of trust issues with Stacy because he felt like you know you were supposed to go out. He didn't have a raging bachelor party.
1: He's not that kind of a guy. Well, and if, if it was turned around, how would she have felt? She would probably have been just like Katie. I don't totally think pissed. so
0: because I think she said to us that she told him that he could go to Vegas, and if you want to go to Vegas with your friends, and he said no. I don't want to go there because it's just going to tempt people to do bad things, is what he said. So he opted for a mellow. Like they went to dinner, went to a sports bar. That was the extent of his bachelor party.
1: Oh my gosh! So when I was younger, when all of my, you know, friends from college and high school were getting married, you know, when we were in our twenties, um, and we would have these like massive bachelorette parties, we would always buy the bride a white dress, like a short white dress, and we would sew lifesavers all over the dress. And we had signs that said, suck for a buck. And basically, we would whore out our friend who was yeah. getting married for random guys. They had to pay a dollar and they had to suck lifesavers. So, they, the lifesavers were placed in all sorts of different areas of the dress. So like that's some on the, okay? Well... <laughs> In my youth, I thought it was hilarious, and it also meant we drank for free like the entire night because you'd put like three hundred lifesavers on the stupid dress, and you'd walk out with a bunch of money that you would spend on drinks. But yeah, that can't it was be bad.
2: Any different than making out with somebody?
1: Okay, so I at the time I thought it was acceptable that we did that, but like now hearing Josh and Katie's story, I don't know.
2: I just thought it was an unwritten rule that you do whatever you want, get it out of your system, and then come back and rejoin.
1: Did you have a bachelor party? No. Um, no, that's, I don't think okay. that's the unwritten
2: rule. Okay, I
0: think that they had problems long before, right. and the big problem was communication issues. He should have said in the very beginning, when they came to him and said they needed additional money, he should have said, I'm really a little bit nervous about this, I'm assuming that they probably had some sort of conversations about wanting to be debt-free as they headed into their marriage. right? And she went against those wishes. She pressured him in. Her family pressured him in. For this big wedding that he didn't even want. That he didn't want. But I blame him because he should have said, this is not what I wanted. I'm getting married too. You can't always be like, whatever she wants, whatever she wants, whatever she wants. To me, that's just a sign of an
1: immature relationship. Right. So they got married or they got engaged the year they graduated from college. So that would mean they were in their early, early 20s, right? Yeah. 21. Yeah. And they dated for four years. So that means they'd been dating since they were 18.
2: Yeah. I think his first mistake was proposing to her at like Christmas dinner in front of everybody. You can never live up to that throughout the rest of your marriage. It'll always be downhill from there. Why? What are you going to do to make it better than that moment? I mean, to he, other people? No, for her. He blew his wad right there at Christmas <laughs> dinner. Blew That's his it. wad at Christmas That's dinner. It, right there. Uh, never got better than that. Yeah. You always leave them wanting more. I
0: I kind of agree with you because right now we live in a society where the marriage proposal is, you know, get it on YouTube, get it to trend on Twitter and want it to be a Facebook sensation. That's why you see more and more of these giant proposals. I would rather my wedding be more special than my proposal. I wanted totally. my proposal to be like an intimate affair. I would have been mortified if he I mean he did it in front of his kids, which I thought was great, but it was just the four of us, which I thought was wonderful. Had it been 400 people? I I kind of agree with you, John. It should be an intimate affair. Yeah. He felt the pressure of me, right. you know, I made this big proposal, the whole family Christmas dinner how can i say no to her they're gonna not like me i mean and i just feel, and her mom her mom mother like
1: a big problem yeah like they say they want an intimate affair and then her mom gets involved and all of a sudden there's 200 people on the guest
2: list well that's the other problem is timing so if you propose at christmas that means the wedding's probably not till july august ma-
1: or september maybe so
2: all this <laughs> all this time accumulates more debt more expense Because you're going to make the wedding bigger and bigger and bigger. I proposed on a Sunday and we got married on a Saturday.
1: Well, they wait. Six days. If they were, he just sent this. He said they'd only been married eight months. That means they got married in the winter. They must have had a year long engagement.
2: Okay. That's even worse.
1: Yeah. Because she had a full year to freaking spend (laughs) $50,000. on a wedding.
2: But you're right, he didn't place any controls on it. Doesn't sound like, right?
1: Yeah, and let's talk about his friend. What the hell is up with that?
2: Yeah, he should be defriended. I don't I don't understand that at all.
1: That is not a he best d- man duty. No. He didn't he he didn't tell me anything about the best man. Like and that's something I should have asked him. Like what happened with the best man? I
0: think the best man was probably one of those guys that was in a situation with his girlfriend, you know, how so tell me about the party and how you know, and he was probably feeling the pressure from his girlfriend girlfriend. She right. was probably thinking that he did something wrong so in, in he, to defend himself
1: he <laughs> threw the groom under the bus. Right. Nice. And then the fucking friend goes and tells the bride 4 days before the wedding. And you know That's what? Just That's wrong. shitty too. Who? Yeah. 4 days before the wedding about oh, no, Josh's okay. told Katie right. 4 days before the wedding about Josh's you know, strain right. in
0: Vegas. I have learned my lesson. I've have been in a situation where it's marriage, but where I told someone that their boyfriend cheated on them or did something they weren't supposed it's to it's do. It's a bad idea. It's a worst idea ever because then you're the bad guy forever.
1: Yep. And then if they get back together, you're out. Yeah. Because yeah, the cheater is never going to let you get close again. Yep. Because you're exactly what happened. You're the, the weakest link.
2: It's <laughs> one of the duties of a best man to keep the, room from getting into trouble at yes a yes
1: bike. i would say that that that's a yes but then
2: if he does get in trouble isn't he supposed to like keep that confidential
1: right so i mean the the best man is the guy that told him he said after i spoke with my my best friend my best man about whether or not i should tell katie about what happened and the best man says no man don't don't tell her and then he goes and blows that com- yeah. confidence by telling his girlfriend who then tells katie so then it's even worse because now Katie didn't even hear it from Josh. Should he have come home, though, and said anything? No. I, no. Look, the way he felt about the kiss was it got out of control. I was in a weird environment. And this happened. This is not who I, what I'm going to be as a husband. This isn't what I want. And so I think Katie should have never known. When your conversations with him, do you feel like he doesn't want the divorce to happen? Yeah, he does not want the divorce. He's very heartbroken, but he's also like sick of defending himself too. It's not like they had sex. I mean, she's treating it like they had sex. I mean, this is according to him. So that's what happens when trust is broken, right? Like you say you only kissed her. I have to believe you put your hand down her pants. You know, I mean, like you just kiss with no hands anywhere. Hands behind (laughs) your back. No, no. not every time you kiss, you have your hands down someone's pants. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they were out,
0: they hanging out. They were hanging out by a now, pool. Now, do you know if he made out with the bride of the, at the bachelorette party that
1: they hooked up I with? That's it what I, know. I don't think that was the bride. I don't think it was the bride. It was some girl. Interesting. Some girl that was coming on to him, and he liked the attention. But it's the
2: bachelor part. No,
1: it's not. Okay, Kusher, get that You're out of your head.
2: guys suck on Lifesaver. Right? Flight.
1: I was 21 years old. old That's he? how they are. I know. I'm just saying it doesn't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it right.
2: Was I that information shared from your bachelor or it, whoever's bachelorette part that was when you were younger? Was it shared with the groom? You know?
1: I don't recall. Most of those people aren't married anymore. So, <laughs>
2: right? and some of them hate lifesavers. I mean, I had a friend of mine. Her husband
1: went to Vegas for her bat- for his
0: bachelor party, and she said to him, "You can get a blowjob, but that's it." And I was like, "What? I would not have allowed what? that." Yes, A blowjob is way worse. That's what I said. Oh, I go. What? There's
2: a lifesaver tape to the penis. <laughs> <laughs> then it's okay. Then
1: yeah, no, not okay. Then it's tolerable. <laughs>
2: I don't know. I don't Seems know like either. It's accept- acceptable?
1: It's not acceptable. We should just do away with bachelor parties.
0: I just think that the bachelor and the bachelorette party will not get out of control and wouldn't be in a situation like that. If you were truly, truly, truly in love, you're not going to do those things. I mean, I was yeah, trapped. No, My husband went to a strip club, and then you know what he did? He called me. Can we come meet up with you guys? He met up with us at yeah. our bachelorette party. He didn't want to be there. Right. And I had no inkling of wanting to make out with another guy while I was out drinking with my girlfriends. Not one time was I... And there were plenty of guys that were... You know, trying to join our party and have fun with us. To me, this is two people that were never really meant to be together no, anyway. No, They were too young to make so that decision. So young.
1: How much? They how spent much, their uh, entire college life together. Yeah, they,
0: that's all they knew. If anything, they should have spent the, you know what, let's take a year to mess around with some other people and then decide if we want to be together. That's what they
2: should right, have but done.
1: Katie obviously would not have gotten over that.
2: They were together for four years.
1: Yeah, they were together for yeah. all of college, basically.
2: I can't believe nothing happened for all of college when they weren't married.
1: Well, we don't know that it didn't. Oh. The weakest link, the best friend. Yeah, we get him on. Yeah, let's get him on the. Yeah, show. Get get him on the podcast. I would really <laughs> like to get him on the podcast. Actually, I might try to find him. I mean, because I would like to know what the hell he was thinking when he. Yeah, pros before hoes, right? right? Isn't that how that? Right, John. That's what. It's...
2: That's the guy code I understand. Right, it's not written down anywhere. It's just inherent. Yeah, but you're saying though, to keep it secret would have been fine, even though it actually happened.
1: What you don't know can't hurt you. Look, I'm not saying that that is a recipe for a happy marriage. I just, I just totally trust my husband. Like, I don't, I don't even, yeah, I really don't out. worry about it. Like, we joke about it, you know, but it's
2: he does look very trusting. He, he is trusting. Trust-
1: <laughs> he yes. is trusting. Like, he would never. Do that to me and as particularly because we are in our we have both been through you know a prior failed marriage and we understand like what it takes to actually make a marriage work and how to keep trust and there's just no way and i would never do that to him
2: what would have happened if katie would have found out five years later
1: she probably would have gotten over it because by then they would probably have kids and a mortgage and other things that would oh, keep you so something else into it. Mm-hmm. In. I mean, that is the thing. Like there are, I have had conversations with people where they said, if it wasn't for you know this, I would have divorced them five years ago or whatever.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, going back to his original issue though, because now Josh wants the ten thousand dollars paid back to him. You know he doesn't feel he should have to have the ten thousand dollars. He it's, just wants to split it. Do you feel differently now that you know this story, the backstory,
1: right from the legal brief from Monday?
2: Just from a practical perspective, if I were him, I would walk away and keep the debt and not look back. Because her parents shelled out forty grand. His actions, because of his dumb best man, kind of blew it all up. Um, what's the point? Just take the debt, live with it, move on. Or what he can do is buy a suit, have 10,000 Lifesavers sewn on, and go out.
1: See how how much
2: money he can recoup. That's what Jessica... Well,
1: with inflation now, I mean, when we did the Lifesaver dress, that was in the 90s. Yeah. Like 20
2: years later. you'd be like, suck
1: for five bucks. Suck for five (laughs) bucks.
2: Yeah. Put blow pops on there. This
0: is still, it's still difficult though, because she was probably feeling the pressure if her mom was taking over and starting to dominate the prep of the wedding, I I think you don't want to walk away. And Jess, correct me if I'm wrong. We have some back podcasts where you've talked about your first marriage and you have
1: said you knew walking down the aisle,
0: I probably shouldn't be doing this.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was, there was definitely a feeling that I had that I was not ready for, for that commitment. Well, and that we just weren't right for each other. You know, I loved him. Mm -hmm. Um, he was a good person then and he's a good person now, but in retrospect, it just wasn't a match. But yeah, I mean, you know, anyone that's been divorced, if you're being truly honest with yourself, you knew that you were making the
2: wrong decision. Did something happen at your bachelorette party then?
1: No, I mean, I had the lifesaver stuff too happen. You did at yours? Not at my marriage to Dane, but yeah, back in my twenties, would my your first husband yeah, have first approved of that? Party? Did he know? I don't know if he knew or not. I don't know.
0: I, I don't really remember. I can tell you that my my cousin Stacy Shane livid when he found out, and he didn't find out until like six, seven months after. And I don't even remember how it was brought up. I think it was like her younger sister was at the house and they were just having dinner and it kind of came out as a joke. When it came out, he was mad. And that first year of marriage was just, he would throw it at her.
1: Oh, yeah. And then made finally, out with she that was like, French guy,
0: come on. <laughs> like, seriously, I'm
1: with you. And it uh, he got over it. And, and he probably had like a nickname for him. Like, oh, when you were out with John Paul. Right. right. John Paul.
0: Right, he would, he would dig at her, and she finally just said, if we're going to continue on, you need to let this go. This was nothing more than a, a, a silly prank that we did. Uh, I think in this situation with Josh, a little different. They partied all night with these other it people. It sounds like an entire weekend. Yeah, they were with them, and they were like, oh, we're here as a bachelorette party, and you're here as a bachelorette. Let's hang out. Let's party all weekend. This guy was one time in a bar that we walked in. We had some shots. They kissed, and we left. Yeah,
2: And her her friends made her do it right?
0: Yeah, I was there. I made her do it. So, are you in trouble with Shane after that? Oh, I was. He was really upset. All of us, the cousins, the the best friends. He was mad at Howie because Howard was our driver. <laughs> Howie. And Howie. poor Howie was just an innocent bystander yeah, to these like, crazy I was bitches. was had to get him sober and get him in the, ba- <laughs> in the van because we'd rented a van and he drove the van around and was kind of like, you know. And Howard was a big, big giant. He was like 6'4, big black guy. Super nice. Stacy and him had gone to college together yeah. and he was really good friends with Shane too and that was the other thing he got mad at howie like why didn't you tell me and he was like first of all his thing was which i thought was bad was well i'm best friends with stacy not you and ooh. i was like ooh that you shouldn't you shouldn't have said that cuz that oh, was bad no. How do you this I think is a little different. How
1: old? How old were they? How they old were in were their twenties. Yeah, and,
0: but they're still married today. They have, you know, they were able to get over it. Uh, but they were very much like this couple. They met in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, although the only difference is she was already in, uh, in grad school when they decided to get married. They were both in grad school, so it wasn't right fresh out. But how long have they college. been together? They were together three years because I believe they started dating her junior year. In college. So she had
1: some college experience. I, you well, know. And she was a whore in high school. So well, yeah. Worked out fine. So then there's that. <laughs> she slept around. You can take the whore out of, yeah, out of high school. Well, yeah, but.
2: Right. <laughs> It just seems like these are things people should get over if they're going to marry each other. I I don't know.
1: I think Katie's over-exaggerating. I think her parents are a big problem. The way they handled the planning of the wedding to the fact that they called Josh's parents and freaked out. I mean, you would think that, like, I was trying to put myself in the parents' position. And if this were my children, this had happened. I would be like trying to calm the situation and be like, it was just a kiss. Let's not over exaggerate it. I mean, I would be like that, even though I, I can put myself in Katie's position and be super pissed about it. But in the parents position, I would be like, oh, come on, kids. You guys have your whole lives ahead of you. It was one blip. Let's just move on. Right. You know, that's what would be my advice. But her mom's like stirring it up. And like all upset. And if the only people that knew were Josh, Katie, Josh's parents, Katie's parents, best man, and best man's girlfriend, who was the one that told all the guests at the wedding? Best man's girlfriend. Bitch. She should have been disinvited. Sorry,
2: man. The best man screwed up big time. So
1: we blame best man? I do. What about you, Connie? Who do you blame?
0: I do blame best man because I think he made a promise to Josh that he wasn't going to say anything and he did. He right. messed up. But I also understand the power of a woman. We can get men to do a lot, right, Jess? The power
1: of the vagina? Yes. The magical vagina. Right. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine, though, if you're the best man and all of a sudden the girl's like, well, I know something went on down there. You ain't going to get any of this. You
2: better tell. You better confess. Right. I can exactly. tell. I know you're lying but face. That, he's a coward. Why? How does that conversation even start?
1: It starts with, how was Vegas?
2: It was great.
1: So did anybody hook up with anyone?
2: No, we had a good time. That's it.
1: Why'd you just look away like that?
2: I was grabbing my coffee because now I'm concerned you're going to interrogate me for no reason.
1: Why are you getting all defensive?
2: Because you are interrogating me right now. Just fucking tell me what happened. Are you serious right now?
1: See, and now that's that's how it it,
0: fucking happens. That's how it
1: happens. And then all of a sudden you would fess up. If I were her, I would be... On, I would know instinctively just by his mannerisms, and I would get to the fucking bottom of it.
0: How good of a friend, though, is the girl that Go told eat, suck, Katie suck some
2: lifesavers?
0: Because <laughs> if it <laughs> if something. it's the best man's girlfriend, was she best friends with Katie? Probably not. See, and she said it
1: was her friend. You know what? I bet she liked Josh. Oh, God. Wow. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> probably right. I mean, why would you want to screw it up like that? Because you're <laughs> or, in love with your best friend or, or your, your boyfriend's best or friend? Or you're 22 years old and you're just a shitster. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. Well, I want to track suck. them to find out if that actually happens. Are they going to hook up?
1: Do you really think they're going to divorce? According to him, it's a dent, like they're divorcing. Wow. Like he moved out and stuff. Like it's it done And out. they're not really talking or communicating at this point. It's not amicable.
0: Wow. I don't know, Katie. I think you're kind of throwing it all away for nothing. I, I agree. Unless you both realize and really take a stand and recognize that you have communication issues. And if. And they're millennials.
1: <laughs> I know. That's the problem. Right? They don't take marriage seriously. No, we are going to be so busy well, with all these millennial divorces. <laughs> I, don't,
2: I don't even think they get married, though, do they? <laughs> many of them No,
1: I think they do. They all want a wedding. Well, anyway, in for... the woods, that's only $50,000. <laughs> $50,000 wooded wedding.
2: There's no way Katie Woodland and Josh wedding. should reconcile at this point. I mean, if that's over. Just move on.
1: Yeah. Is he sad though when he talked to you? He um was like defeated. He mm-hmm. he was like I, I give up like I what can I do I just don't want to I don't want to be stuck with all this debt that was kind of his thing and it's I, I kind of got the impression that maybe his family wasn't being very supportive I don't know so it's, he probably can't be pissed at the best man because it's all he's got probably I don't know get a new friend
2: yeah. yeah do they come from religious households or anything I don't know the answer oh, to that no. just wondering yeah be a lot
1: they more did, intriguing no, they did have a church wedding though They were not Mormons, but they had a church wedding. That's right. Had they been Mormon, this never would happen. There'd be no drinking.
2: Connie. (laughs) But he didn't, you
1: know, I really wanted him to come on our podcast and talk about it, but he, he said it, he didn't want to add fuel to the fire as far as having her, if she were to be one of our listeners or something or some, or the gr- best man's girlfriend <laughs> listens to the podcast and then tells her. And she'd
0: be like this, and Josh is single. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to Love Court Off the Record. I'm podcast producer Connie Ray reminding you if you want your legal questions answered by John or Jessica on the podcast, you can write to us via Ask Jessica at alice965.com or send a private message to their Facebook page Anderson Kusher. That's K-E-U-S- C-H-E-R.